The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I'd like to invite the children to come forward for the children's sermon. Good morning. So, today is Father's Day, and it's also the day that we celebrate the Holy Trinity, which often has the word Father in it. But one of the things that I think is kind of interesting about the Holy Trinity is that a lot of us have different names all the time. Now, like for myself, I am a father, I am a son, I am a brother. Oh, wait, we can, we can keep going from there. I'm an uncle. I am a nephew. I am a pastor, yes. That's another thing. So the, the question is, which one am I right now? All of them? What if I sit over here? Exactly. That's right. That's right. One of the things when we talk about God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, some of that name comes out of our experience of God, particularly when we talk about the Son, when we talk about Jesus. And so it's our relationship to God that in some ways is described. And so when we think of how complicated God is, we think of how complicated God's creation is and how beautiful. And that's a reminder of the way in which we are in the world, not always in one dimension, but to different people, we are different things. Let's say a prayer. Yes, hold your hands. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your interaction in your creation. We ask that you would open our hearts and our minds that we might experience you more fully every day. Amen. Okay, you guys can go back to your seats. One of the things that I have been thinking about a bit over the last month in particular is the arrival of our new intern. And one of the things that goes through the back of my mind is the Sundays that I will have him preach. (laughs) Today being one of them. (laughs) The Holy Trinity, everybody's favorite Sunday. Some of you may remember that in years gone by, although I'm sure you can find many parishes today that will do it, they will crack open their green hymnals to the page in the front where they will recite together the Athanasian Creed for good measure. So if you thought the Nicene Creed was long, you have no idea. It goes from there. (laughs) One of the things that I think is a challenge when we talk about Holy Trinity Sunday is probably more than any miracle in the Gospels, anything we read in the Bible, anything else about our lives of faith, we very rapidly run out of words. 
Now, that's not to say that there aren't scores, hundreds, thousands of PhD dissertations done on this involving many words. But we rapidly get to a point where we are unable to describe God. One of the one of the readings this last week as I was preparing for the sermon talked about the creeds quite a bit. It is a Sunday where we often reflect on the creeds as we think of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it was an interesting comment in one of these commentaries that said the creeds really say more about us than they do about God. We have this snappy definition But in many ways, it talks about us as human beings and our experience of God. We go outside and we can touch and feel, and particularly in this season, experience God's creation. All of these things that we can touch, see, feel, and taste. But then as we move through the story of the creeds, we're reminded of our experience with God personally. Of course, we're going back a few generations when we think of the disciples who walked with Jesus, who touched him, who ate meals with him, who were there when he died, when he rose from the dead. That is our immediate access point. And in fact, perhaps none more so than the moment on the cross at Jesus' death, we think of the centurion, who says, surely this man is God's son. There is this powerful moment, and all the rest in many ways for Christians tumbles out of that space. Now, we get trapped by language as well. We understand historically Jesus, as we read in the Gospels, We also understand that he refers to God as Father, and we understand the Spirit. But those are three words. Now, usually when we're little, people get excited at our first word, our first phrase. We begin to accumulate all kinds of words as we grow older, and to limit God to just three, although important ones, that certainly describe human history in some ways and our experience with God, makes the picture too small. Makes the picture too small by far. When we think of all the ways in which we experience God today alone, to only say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit brings God down to our size. Now throughout history, these are words that we use all the time. In fact, at the end of the gospel, I find it interesting that we get that language from our new identity and guiding principles that we adopted a few weeks ago. The Great Commission. The commission to go, therefore, and baptize in the name of. It's kind of a curious name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not like Bob or Sue or Gus. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In many ways, it defines us more than God. One of the things on this day in particular that I think is a challenge for us is that it touches on all of that vagueness in our minds about God. We like things that are certain, right? But we don't get that with God. 
We get these awesome values of life and love and faith, but not in such a way that we can define it to a T. And that doesn't sit well with us. As we move through the text that we have for today, we're reminded of many things about God. We're reminded about a book of faith that begins with creation, not destruction. Think of how many stories the Bible could have started with. But it starts with creation. And then we move into a story of how God interacted in our world in a life-giving way that cost God life itself. And then we understand the spirit that continues to be with us. I think one of the things that we wrestle with on Holy Trinity is that lack of familiarity. There is a relatively recent phrase in Christian circles, relatively recent being the last century to a century and a half. The idea that we would have a personal relationship, particularly with Jesus Christ, we go through 18 centuries without that language and suddenly it pops up. And yet, how do you have a personal relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? It feels so far. But I would encourage you to think of other ways in which we experience God. Not always names. Think of that. Think of relatives that you have, maybe those who have died, who have gone ahead. Think of all the names that you had for them that was not their true name, right? Names, nicknames, pet names that we might have for someone. An expression of our love and affection, an expression of our experience directly with that person. And in many ways, God invites us into this language. We have this formal, classical, theological language, but there's one word I think that we lose on a formal day like this, and it's in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. This curious word that often gets translated very formally. It's the word Abba. The word Abba gets translated as Father, our Father who art in heaven. But when we look at that word, that's not what it translates as. My guess is that if you went around into particularly most Arab-speaking parts of the world and found two- and three-year-old children running around who might greet their daddy with Abba, it's the, one of the first words they might learn, that is the description of the language. That sense of familiarity. That sense of family. When we look at that classical language of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're not called to look at God as Dad, but rather in the model of the most intimate and blessed and loving communities, we might say families, that we are invited into. There's a book I read not too long ago that touches on this business of the Trinity. It's called The Shack. Some of you have perhaps read it. 
It's an interesting take on the Trinity that kind of turns on its ear all of our conventional understandings of that language. This character in the book enters into this kind of dream-like place where he experiences God as this African-American woman in most of the book or as a spirit that is hard to see but only out of the corner of his eye or the carpenter in the tool shed. Very tangible, very real, but stretching the way in which we experience God. I would encourage you today, Holy Trinity Sunday, the coinciding with Father's Day is kind of curious, as that doesn't always happen. But to remind yourselves, as you experience creation during this season of summer, to be mindful of the diversity of that creation and the diversity that that suggests about God, that we not limit God to the few words that we have, but that we might be comfortable where we run out of words. Amen.